across the city and South Cambridgeshire. Cambridge 105 Radio. Now, when Women Making Waves a couple of months ago, we featured Dr Victoria Bateman and talked to her about her naked protests. I'm delighted to have Victoria on the show this morning talking about an event she's running tomorrow night at the Cambridge Junction called Brexit the Naked Truth. Now, Victoria, you're an economist and you're going to be talking about the effects that Brexit is likely to have on the economy. But this show is going to be slightly different. First of all, we'll just recap. Now, if people want to want to really understand why you do naked protests, I would suggest that they look at the interview or listen to the interview that we did with you because it was much fuller. But as a potted, a potted version... Why do you do these naked protests? It's a very brave thing to do, I have to say. <laughs> well, well, the first thing to say is that women's bodies are one of the big battlegrounds that we face today. You know, for centuries, women have been restricted in terms of their ability to use their brains and their bodies as they wish. And in the last century or so, we've made great strides in terms of our ability as women to make the most of our brains. But I worry that when it comes to our bodies, we're actually being increasingly restricted restricted by the state, by the society, uh, restricted in our ability to take control of our own bodies and to use our bodies as we wish for our own purposes Mm -hmm. rather than for the purposes of other people. Mm -hmm. Yes. And this is something you're going to be doing. You've done done quite a few of these already. So you've turned up to events and you've had no clothes on under a coat Uh, or whatever. And then you've unveiled and you... Um, and sometimes you have messages, yes. slogans written on your body as well right. to let people know why you're doing this. So tomorrow, yes. Brexit, the naked truth. So I'm assuming you're going to be talking about Brexit I from am. the point of view of an economist. How's that going to how's that going to shape up? That's right. It's going to be a lecture with a difference. On the run up to the referendum, I must have penned thousands of words looking at the impact of Brexit on the British economy, on everything from British science to British government finances and so with it public services. But what I've tried to do is condense that all down to a single simple message. Brexit leaves Britain naked. And tomorrow night I'm going to be showing both visually as well as talking about precisely why Brexit does leave Britain naked, how it leaves the British economy exposed and vulnerable as we go forward. And it really does, doesn't it? It's it's an un, a big unknown at the moment. And with all of these questions over whether we're going to go with the, the, the current deal that's on the table, the May deal, so-called, mm. um, or no deal at all... Mm. What, where, this week, I mean, Tuesday is a big week. We say oh, this every yes. week. This week's no, the big week. I mean, the clocks are ticking, really. Time is running out. And the reason I'm doing this event tomorrow night is that it's the eve of a long-awaited, pivotal parliamentary vote mm-hmm. that, that's really designed to sign and seal Britain's exit from the European Union. But we know that the likely outcome is that this deal won't pass in Parliament, that will have really turmoil, uncertainty, that continues and a potential clicking down of that clock as we get closer and closer to March and potentially to a no deal that really would be catastrophic for for Britain's economy. What's your hunch about what will happen this week? Do you think that the deal will fail? Where will that leave? Will that leave us? What next? (laughs) Yes, I mean, who knows? I I do think that the deal is very likely 
likely to fail. And then Theresa May has three days to come back to Parliament <laughs> with a plan. So mm-hmm. I think we're all going to have our eyes on the news this week to see to see to see what Which will presumably, happen. of course, they're working on in the background at the moment. You would hope so. You would hope so. Well, surely you know, we've, we've, we've had two years to get to this point, and what we have is a plan that really seems to satisfy no one. Doesn't even seem to satisfy the Brexiteers. Um, so I can see potentially that Britain is going to have to extend Article 50 because otherwise, how are we going to get to some deal that will be acceptable before we're due to leave at the end of March? But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, deal or no deal, Brexit is bad Britain. What do you think the worst effects of Brexit are likely to be? Well, I I think when you're thinking about the economy, science and technology is absolutely essential. You know, without science and technology, we'd still be living in caves and we'd still be dying by the time we reach 30. Science and technology gives us longer lives, more productive lives and hopefully more interesting ones. And here in Cambridge, we are spoilt with the science base. You know, we are big leaders in international science and we get something like 17% of our research funding from the EU. We get more money from the EU for our science than we put into the EU, into the science budget. And And that will all stop, presumably. And and that is very much likely to stop. Now, there are some that say, well, we can replace some of this money with British money. But the problem is to get most bang for your buck when it comes to science, you need to be collaborative. You need to bring together great minds. And that's what happens within the context of the European Union at the moment. We have scientists working collaboratively across borders. And here within the University of Cambridge, about a quarter of our academics and postdoctoral researchers are from the European Union. Uh-huh. So this is about international collaborations uh, across Europe and also about the brilliant minds that we're able to attract through free movement within the European Union and that we could very well lose um, once we this must be a big worry to the university, actually. This could almost downgrade you know, Cambridge University and yes. Oxford from being those pinnacles of research, yes. you know, second almost to none, certainly in the European context, mm. to... To, to not it's, having those people around. It's so easy, isn't it, to take for granted where we are right now, to, to take for granted the fact that we really are at the frontier of scientific knowledge, pushing forward that frontier. You know, whether it's developing batteries that enable us to have electric cars, whether it's developing more efficient combustion engines for aeroplanes that enable more environmentally friendly travel, or better drugs that enable us to live longer lives and that help to propel forward the pharmaceutical companies around here in Cambridge. Science and technology is key and I think that one of the big adverse effects of Brexit will be, I'm afraid, on on that aspect of our economy. And people that say, well, British money could be pumped into this. I mean, frankly, it seems (laughs) we're we're struggling to get money to repair the roads at the moment and do basic functions. And we've (laughs) promised extra money to the NHS, we're promising extra money to to the science base to repair the money that we're using and of course none of this is going to be possible if the British economy suffers as a result 
of Brexit. You cannot fund public services, you cannot fund things like the science base if the economy dives after Brexit, uh, particularly with a no-deal Brexit. Mm -hmm. And all the other issues that are Mm. associated as well, the queues that are likely to form halfway across France trying to get across the the channel and all of this kind of thing. All of these contingencies that look a little bit half-baked at the moment that they're putting in place. They do, absolutely. I mean, there's so much really still to to think about. We, We really need to remember how interconnected we have become over the last few years and and to see the value of that inter, in, interconnection. I think one of the things that most worries me about Brexit, it's not just Brexit itself, it is how the referendum has exposed some deep anti-immigration, perhaps nationalistic tendencies that of course exist in any society but seem to have been brought to the surface, mm-hmm. brought to the mainstream. And of course here in Cambridge we see the benefits of a free, open, tolerant, cosmopolitan society. And of course, there's much more that we can do to achieve that, but that seemed to be the direction that we were going in. And what worries me most about Brexit is how we seem to be turning a corner, turning a direction to a very different world in which we no longer value that cosmopolitanism, we're no longer welcoming to people from abroad, and where we're stamping on not only the freedoms of others, such as the more than 3 million EU citizens that we have living in the UK, but also on our own freedoms as British citizens to be able to work across Europe, to be able to take advantage of educational opportunities across Europe and to be able to form relationships. You know, Brexit is literally breaking up families. Yes. Yes, it is. It is. And I think you're absolutely right. And I do think Cambridge is a bit of an island. And let's hope it, well, it remains let's that we can remain with that um, yes. with that ethos of, uh, of being welcoming, which I think we are at the moment. Let's be the light in the darkness. The light in the darkness is a very good way of putting it. Thank you very much, Victoria, for coming in this morning. And uh, and I hope you're, uh, it, it, you're referring to it as a lecture. I wasn't sure whether to call a it an event. A lecture with a difference. A lecture <laughs> with a difference. It certainly will be. And it's for over 18s? It is. That's right that's, that's we're, because we're there will be a little bit of nakedness warning. yes that's right i think you're so brave to do this not 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 only because it's january and cold but getting cold <laughs> i'm inside the warmth <laughs> under, of the theater exactly under the <laughs> under the spotlights it's a free um it free is a entry. free event you can book tickets online or you can turn up and hope to get one on the door tomorrow night excellent well thank you very much for coming in all the best with the event tomorrow and uh, i dare say we'll hear all about it thank you victoria thank you